BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, April 21st, 2023. It's about 2.30 in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Larry Johnson uh, returns to the show. Larry, of course, uh, it's always a pleasure. You you have written a piece, which I read before the sun came up uh, this morning, uh, comparing the allegations uh, against Jack Teixeira for the documents that the government says he revealed uh, in the past couple of months, documents hugely embarrassing uh, to the government and and the manner in which we expect he will be treated by the government to the manner in which the government has treated others, uh, particularly Sandy Berger. Now, Sandy Berger, at the time he did what he did, and I'll let you uh, explain this, uh, was the national security advisor to President Bill Clinton. What, what, what did he do that um, af- affected the revelation, removal, or destruction uh, of top-secret uh, documents? He went into the National Archives with the presidential documents, and I, I don't recall what the specific document was that he pulled out, but he stuffed it basically into his underwear or to his clothing and walked out with it, and then he cut it up into little pieces, destroyed it. So he was trying to erase something embarrassing for the, for the Clinton administration. Uh, then when confronted over it, initially he lied, and, and then finally confessed, and lo and behold, the, all, all was forgiven. He got a $10,000 fine, a misdemeanor plea, you know, and uh, be a good boy, don't do it again. Well, uh, I then uh, went on to Petraeus because David Petraeus, you know, four-star general, West Point grad, then head of the Central Intelligence Agency, he had a mistress problem, and he was sharing classified information with his mistress. Uh, the whole affair got blown up by uh, another woman in in Tampa, and uh, the, this this led to this discovery. Uh, that uh, Petraeus had taken this classified information, actually had it stored at his house in an unsecure location. Uh, And again, when confronted with it, he lied to federal agents. Now, in both both cases, the the FBI didn't come in uh, armored personnel carriers and automatic weapons to arrest them like they did Texero. Oh, no, 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 no. These guys got the friend and family treatment. And let's, let's add to the list Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton had top secret information on unclassified computers. There is no way in the world that you can accidentally place top secret material on an unclassified computer. You explain have explain your- explain that to us, Larry. So the top secret material is on one kind of computer. And if you put in a thumb drive 
or try to uh, uh, put it on a CD-ROM. It's going to set off alarms. There's no way that you could like hit a copy of an email and send it to another computer. No, you have to physically make a copy of it by either printing it or putting it on a thumb drive, which is uh, illegal. What, what what does the government say Teixeira did? He printed it, yeah, and then he folded it up, and then he went home, and then he took a copy of it, and then he sent it to his buddies? Right. So in the, let, let's accept that the explanation that's out there, all he was doing was just showing off for his buddies. Now, okay. I personally don't believe that. I believe he was being used. But let's just go with that as the story. You know, he's showing off for his buddies. Well, uh, what Sandy Berger was doing was hiding information that uh, should have been in the Clinton uh, papers because it was embarrassing to the Clintons. Uh, what David Petraeus was doing was using classified information to burnish his own image and to, for publishing a book to help him out. And what was Hillary Clinton using the classified information for? Shaking down other countries so that they could enrich themselves in the Clinton Foundation. All right, All let's go back. Personal motives for financial gain of some sort. Right. And right. yet, all of them, all of them take a walk. You know, Berger was fined $10,000. Uh, Petraeus was fined $100,000, which sounds like a hefty sum, except he's now a, man, a partner with uh, uh, was it Colbert, Kravis, Roberts, KKR. You know, he's got a big Wall Street job. The guy's correct, making, correct. you know, millions of dollars now. Correct. He could correct, afford the 100000 So. I said sort of tongue-in-cheek, maybe Texera had uh, been a, a student of the careers of Sandy Berger and David Petraeus. Right, let, and let's go back, let's go back to Sandy. Way to the front. Let's go back to Sandy Berger. When this happened, Clinton was not in, in the White House. George W. was. Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. And, well, and, was, and Sandy, who has since passed away, uh, had a top secret security clearance from right. his days as the uh, national uh, security advisor. And he used Correct. that top secret security clearance to get into the archives, into the presidential papers, into the top secret stuff, put it in his underwear and take it out. Right. And when the guilty plea was accepted, he surrendered his top secret security clearance for three years and then he got it back. Right. <laughs> and the prosecutor high and, the, and the prosecutor who agreed to this was made a federal judge by George W. Bush. But, but tell me, this stuff wasn't all planned out so that it was a win-win-win yeah. for everybody involved. Win for Bill Clinton, because the document is gone forever. Win for Sandy Berger, because there was no permanent loss of, uh, of national security stat uh, clearance and there was no uh, no incarceration, and win for George W. I guess you know did a favor for Bill. Yeah, it is. It's part of the corruption of our judicial system that has that has become just so apparent. The double standard. If it's if it's little guys like Brad, Bradley Manning, now A.K.A. Chelsea Manning, or now uh, Jack Teixeira. Boy, they get the books thrown at them. They get the SWAT team. They get handcuffed. They get abused in jail. But if it's Sandy Berger or David Petraeus, uh, hey, you get a lucrative Wall Street job. You get. Yeah. Uh, will you get, will uh, we ever Hillary find Clinton. out? Yeah. Will we ever find out if you and uh, 
Colonel McGregor and Tony Schaefer are correct in this, that there is somebody north. Well, everybody's north of Tishar in the totem pole. I, I don't even know if yeah. he's a sergeant, but somebody significantly north. I don't mean to yeah. demean him. Somebody significantly north of him who wanted this stuff out there, who for ideological reasons that you and I share, uh, wanted the American public to know that the government is inherently unworthy of belief. Will we ever know that? Uh, it's, I think it's unlikely unless there's a whistleblower, because I think what's going to happen, they will also try to cut a deal to keep this kid quiet. Uh, because if they have to go to court, uh, then the kid's going to be able to raise some you know, serious issues about how security was handled and expose some uh, fault, you know, malpractice by senior commanders. So I right, think there may be right. a lot of pressure to cover it up. I, I hope that um, he has the right lawyer. As you know, you need a lawyer who him or herself has a top secret uh, security clearance, which there, there, there's a federal act that regulates uh, all of this. Uh, there are lawyers like that in Boston. I mean, you can't just get a run of the mill lawyer. He's got to get one that has experience doing this because the, the presence of that lawyer will terrify certain people in the government who will know that if they go to trial, this lawyer knows how to pry loose information from other people in the government that the government might not want pried loose. I mean, look at it this way. If what the government says is true, Deshera only exposed this to 20 people, none of whom exposed it to the public, one of whom exposed yes. it to this Russian-born Navy veteran. She uploaded it to the uh, Discord uh, website. So he does have an argument there yeah. that what he did was far less damaging than Sandy Berger, far less damaging than um, uh, uh, David Petraeus, and nowhere near, uh, Brad, even from the government's perspective, Bradley Manning, Edward Snowden, reality winner, those other folks right. who did it for ideological <laughs> reasons. Well, actually, Judge, you raise a really interesting question on this upload business, because the role of Bellingcat, this it started out as an individual named Elliot Higgins who took the moniker Bellingcat. But now it's an open source intelligence outfit that has direct ties to British intelligence and to the CIA. Mm. They were the ones who sort of discovered this. Yet instead of keeping it quiet, instead of working with intelligence to shut it down and to not get it exposed, they made everything. They made sure that this would get run up the flagpole and exposed widely. Uh, the the U.S. Navy veteran that uh, goes under the name Dombasta Vushka. Uh, actually, she didn't upload it. it she's got the, there are about fifteen people associated with that site, and I actually saw it when it first popped up on the web and it then was immediately taken down. She took it down initially. And then when it started popping up on Twitter and other places, then they put it back up. But the attempt to try to pin it on her is just, I think, one more part of this uh, PSYOP to direct <laughs> attention yeah, away yeah. from the fact that the Brits were involved. You and I have had experience with the Brits being involved. Yes. <laughs> Uh, are those documents still available? Is there a place where I could go and read them? The reason I ask is because it seems like there's a new revelation from the documents every day 
The Polish prime minister said this. The, the Egyptian president said that. Is there some rolling opportunity to examine these things or are the, the Washington Post just taking their time going through it? I think the, I think the Washington Post has been given exclusive access to classified information because uh, there's one site I've seen in China that has about 40 documents posted. But you keep hearing these numbers, 100, 200, 300. I have never seen any site on the Internet with that volume of documents and with that ease of access. So you can search high and low and you're not going to find it, which further to me is another sign that this is all part of a, a psychological operation or an intentional controlled leak. There's, they're trying to get a specific message out. This is, this is a leaking with a purpose. Here's um, uh, Undersecretary of State Victoria Newland making an argument for the United States to assist in an invasion of Crimea. I want you to listen to her and tell me, Larry, if she is revealing top secret information at a public press conference. There is a drone base in Crimea where the drones that the Iranians have yes, given yeah. Russia are being launched from. There are command and control sites in Crimea that are essential for Russia's hold on all of the territory, including the land bridge. There are mass military installations on Crimea that Russia has turned into essential logistics and back office depots for this war. Those are legitimate targets. Ukraine is hitting them, and we are supporting that. Where did she get that information from? Yeah, that came out of classified briefings. I mean, that's, that's not just lying around as, uh, uh, in press reports. You know, that's How? clearly classified material. But, you know, she again, she's one of the favored in Washington. As long as you got the right friends, Judge, you can leak and get away with anything. How reckless is it to suggest that the United States, I can't even say this with straight face, should in aid in an invasion of Crimea. Another way to say that is we should start World War III. Yeah. I mean, invade Crimea would be like the Chinese in Mexico invading Arizona. We, you're, you're a student of history. And you go look back in history on the eve of the invasion of France by the allies to try to retake Europe from the Nazis. Uh, I don't recall anybody talking about, boy, our upcoming counteroffensive to go back into Normandy or Poste de Calais, you know, we're going to, and that we talked about it every week and that all the politicians were out talking about it. It was just the opposite. They were using Patton as a decoy to try to, and manufacturing record radio traffic to distract the Germans and keeping the other thing quiet. So I, I don't know what these crazy people are doing because yeah, they've, they've exactly given the target list that we're going to hit. And the Russians certainly are not sitting back saying, oh, well, they don't mean it or we're not going to prepare. Just the opposite. <laughs> They're going to beef up their defenses and they'll be ready for us. Why does she need, um, Mrs. Newland, why does she need to state publicly that we know where these drones are? We know who manufactured them. We know how many they have and we know where the Russian troops are. Uh, are moving. Is this to bolster her own credibility uh, amongst the Washington 
uh, intelligentsia. I mean, is Tony Blinken going to say, hey, hey, Victoria, why, why the hell are you talking about this yeah. stuff? She, or no? She's just showing off. That's all. It's just showing off and trying to intimidate, I guess. She thinks that that kind of talk is going to intimidate or frighten the Russians, which just clearly shows her, you know, gross ignorance of, of what the Russian mentality is. Tell me if you think this kind of talk will frighten or embolden the Russians. This is NATO Secretary General Stoltenberg uh, <coughs> announcing almost the unthinkable. Let, let, let me be clear. Ukraine's rightful place is in the Euro-Atlantic family. Ukraine's rightful place is in NATO. NATO stands with you today, tomorrow, and for as long as it takes. You know, he's delivering the message that the Nazis delivered to the Russians in World War II. The Russians are untermensch. They are less than human. They're not cultured. They're not European. They're Slavic. They're, they're, they're not worthy of being considered human beings. That message comes across loud and clear to the Russians and erases any doubts they had that this is an existential fight, not just with Ukraine, but with the West, with NATO, with the United States. And as such, that I think, if nothing else, it stiffens the spine of the Russians to press this uh, war to its end, to ensure that R Ukraine is fully demilitarized, fully denazified, and taking out NATO in the process. Well, it, Larry, the Russians now almost must take Kiev uh, because if the parts of Ukraine that they don't take are going to become part of NATO or treated by NATO as if they were uh, a part of NATO, then he has the, then Putin has NATO on his doorstep, which of course George H. W. and Jim Baker famously promised um, Prime Minister Gorbachev would never happen. Yeah, in the coming months, uh, it is highly likely that there will be great pressure on the part of NATO to try to intervene, to come to the rescue of a very beleaguered Ukraine. Uh, all the happy talk will be eviscerated, if you will, by the various uh, fixed-wing aircraft dropping big bombs all over Ukraine and destroying Ukrainian troops and equipment in place. And so as the United States and NATO try to ramp up their involvement, it, it really runs the risk of expanding this conflict. I mean, I think, candidly, that's why... You know, myself, Scott Ritter, Doug McGregor, uh, Ray McGovern, Phil Giraldi, all of us are, you know, we're not trying to just be contrarians. We think there is such great risk, not just for the United States, but for the world and this escalating and getting out of control. This has this madness has got to stop. And the United States is one of the biggest instigators of it. And we've got to recognize that. that. Do you think that Victoria Newland could or would have made that statement without Secretary Blinken's approval? Do you think General Secretary General Stoltenberg would have made his statement? We're going to treat you as if you are in NATO, Ukraine, don't worry, could or would have been made without Joe Biden's approval? Yeah. 
I think Newland will say what she wants, regardless of what Blinken and Austin and Melly well, think. Well, she wants Blinken's job. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she's she's actually sort of running the place right now, anyway. Truth be told. And or how about um, how about Stol- yeah. how about Stoltenberg? I, it's hard for me to believe yeah, he would Stolt- have said that without the the U.S. and even the other globalists in Brussels uh, having signed off on it first. Yeah, he's he's getting the signals from both State Department and the Pentagon that yes, they're on board with that. That is the policy. Uh, as far as Joe Biden even being aware of where he is, that's a whole nother question. But the you know, and people like Newland really they're they're carrying a lot of weight in this uh, effort. It's not the the Blinkens and the Sullivans are not the mastermind of this policy. They're just they're just water boys being asked to to show up and make sure that the the frontline players are getting a, a good drink. Gary's got a great uh, clip when we do the short video versions of this, and it will be your last comments about water boys and time to get a drink. Larry Johnson, it's a beautiful summer-like Friday afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Judge. Pleasure. Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll see you next week. Boy, if you like that and want more of it, like and subscribe. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.